Welcome to this episode of TechSS. I'm Mark Rodell, and today we're going to be talking about working from home productivity and what you can do to ensure that any staff working from home are as productive as they would be in the office. I'm Mark Rodell from M3 Networks. We are an IT support and cybersecurity specialist because we know that running a business is hard enough as it is right without IT causing more headaches and frustration, which is why we aim to make IT an enjoyable experience for our customers. If you'd like to find out more about what we do, check us out at m3networks.co.uk. Now, I was reading a study done by Stanford of 16,000 workers over a period of nine months, and they found that working from home increased productivity by 13%. And this was due to a number of different reasons, which we'll kind of come on to. But amazingly, 77% of those who work remotely at least a few times in a month showed increased productivity with 30% doing more work in less time and 24% of those doing more work in the same period of time. So let's look at some of the reasons why working from home is producing these quite surprising results. In another study I read from Owl Labs in 2021, they found that just 36% of people believe that the office is best suited for individual work. And of course, there's several factors that make working from home and working in the office different. Of course, you're in your home, you're going to be much more comfortable. Things like being able to have the room temperature, the temperature that suits you, rather than something that has to suit 30 people in the same you know space. All those little creature comforts obviously play into the fact that when you're more comfortable in what you're wearing, in your environment, then naturally you'll be more relaxed. If you're more relaxed, you probably don't get stressed out about things that you would in the office as much and you can actually concentrate more because you're in control of the environment rather than being put into an environment that doesn't maybe suit you or suit your style. Of course, there's a number of other things that will make a big difference. Of course, the zero commute. So whether it takes you 10 minutes to get to the office or it takes you an hour, then of course, saving this time is a big benefit. So if someone's driving an hour to the office and an hour back, it's two hours per day that they could effectively either work those two hours so they can start the work earlier, for example, and finish an hour earlier or start an hour later and finish an hour later because then it's the same thing, really. Then they say that the average worker is saving eight and a half hours of time per week by not commuting. So over a year, this is 408 hours on average that can be saved by working from home. It's pretty staggering if you think how much extra work can be done in 408 hours. And of course, there's kind of less chit-chat. Now, some people see this as a negative to working from home, that they don't get that kind of water cooler talk. And I kind of agree to a point that it is nice to catch up. However, now I'm back in the office almost full time, but I found that the days that especially last year in 2021 the days when you would just come into the office every now and again because you hadn't seen people then there was more time just chatting and catching up and stuff and now I get that this is important and of course I know it's really important for some people compared to others but from a business point of view this is really lost time and it's time that is spent on social stuff rather than on work stuff and if you're trying to maximize productivity and ensure that you know you're getting out of your workforce what you expect to get out of them then of course eliminating that kind of social water cooler chit chat is a great way to improve productivity whether you agree with it or whether you don't 
it has to be said that it is a contributing factor to people being more productive at home when they don't have that compared to being in the office. And a couple of other things to note is that your staff are going to feel better when they work from home because the lack of commute shows that people will exercise more because rather than having to sit sit in the car for an hour getting to the office, they can go out for a walk or go out for a run, go to the gym, go swimming, whatever it might be. You're giving people more time in their day to look after themselves. And it might just be that they spend more time at home in the morning with their children. They get home earlier in the evening because they don't have to commute, so they get more family time. So a better work-life balance. So people that are working from home, on average, are doing 30 minutes more exercise during the work week than they would as if they were coming into work in the office. And then finally, another study conducted by Ask.com found that 86% of employees prefer to work by themselves when they're trying to be as productive as possible. So people know that just minimising distractions, sitting with music on, in a space on their own, is the best way just to get your head down and get some work done. But what about the technology? Of course, this is a podcast about technology and ensuring you have the right technology in place for your business. So let's focus a bit on what tech people need to have working from home. The ideal setup is that the setup that people are using at home mirrors what they have in the office. So if someone is in the office with an all singing, all dancing PC with dual screens or even triple screens nowadays, and they've got a nice ergonomic fancy keyboard and a wireless mouse and all those kind of things, that's great. But if they're sitting at home in their kitchen table on an old laptop that takes 20 minutes to boot up and has got a tiny little 14 inch screen you know, the keyboard's all worn out, doesn't feel that great. They're using the trackpad instead of a nice, fancy Logitech mouse or whatever. Then, of course, they're not going to be as productive in that setup as they would be in the office because, let's face it, having dual monitors is, you know, one of the biggest productivity hacks to come into the tech space. I don't think anyone that's ever moved to dual monitors has ever said, I'd love to go back to a single screen, right? In fact, I mean, all of our help desk team here at M3 Networks are all using triple screens now because they just have so much screens and information that they need to see at a single time that the productivity increase in not having to alt tab or you know change screens all the time on a single monitor is definitely a massive improvement. I'm just going to pick on something I just said there. I mentioned alt tab. Now there's a little Windows shortcut hack if it's something that you're not aware of actually. If you press alt and tab, and you can tab through all the different windows that you have open. So rather than having to, you know, find the window along the bottom of the screen and then, you know, click on the icon to open it, you can just alt tab through and it gives you a little preview of, of what apps those are. So there's just a little quick windows tip for you there. But first up, I just want to tell you a little bit about the IT services buyer's guide that we have. This is a free document on our website. You don't have to enter any information to get access to it. You just need to head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash buyer's guide and you'll be able to click the link and get the download. And this is going to give you loads of information to help you understand the questions that you need to ask any potential IT partner in your business or indeed just go back and ask these questions to your existing IT company and then you can help find out whether you're being served correctly and whether there's any gaps in the IT support services that you are being offered. Now, let's get back to the episode. So once you've got your computer set up nicely, you know, in terms of the tech and what you're going to be using, think about the space 
at home where this is going to be. So not everyone is going to have the luxury of a dedicated home office space. Some people might be working off the kitchen table, you know, after the kids have had breakfast and gone to school and then you tidy up all the the crumbs from the toast and then you get your laptop out and you start working. But sitting at a kitchen table, looking down at a laptop, it's not great for the posture and I'm not a posture or ergonomics expert when it comes to that kind of stuff. There's better people out there than me to advise on this, but I know some of the basics. And for me, I've always tried to focus on having my monitor so that my eye level is around the middle of the screen. So if you're to draw a horizontal line across the middle of your monitor, that's where I like to have my eye level. So it means that then either looking up or down on the screen doesn't require much eye movement. And also it means that I'm not looking down, straining the back of my neck, looking down at a laptop screen. Not only that, but if you're on a video call on a laptop and you're using the webcam on it, then when the camera's pointing up at you, then, you know, it's not the most flattering angle, is it? I think we all know when you take a selfie, you lift the camera above your head height and kind of look down and it's a much more flattering angle. So just think about that as well, which kind of brings us nicely on to your webcam. Now, I did do an episode on Texas a few episodes ago talking about how to look, you know, how to get the perfect video call set up, I think the episode was called. And so that's probably something to go back to. Listen to that one if you haven't already. I'll give you a little bit more detailed advice on, you know, webcam and lighting and things. However, think about your webcam because if you're working remotely, chances are every single meeting you have is going to be on Microsoft Teams if you're using that or if not something like Zoom, Google Meet or whatever else. So looking good on webcam is really important, especially when you're spending a lot of time doing it. If you only have the odd video call now and again, it's probably not worth investing and spending money on. However, it's not that expensive these days to get a good quality webcam set up. I always recommend Logitech webcams, something that will sit on top of your your monitor and get a little ring light to go along with that so you can just improve your lighting. If not, don't sit with your your back to a window, always have the window in front of you so that you get some natural light there because otherwise you just see this horrible image where your webcam's trying to light you and obviously deal with the really bright background. So a couple of things to consider there. And next up, apart from getting your tech, getting your webcam sorted, is your audio. Now, just don't use the audio that's built into your laptop and uh, Neil that edits my podcast I'm sure will agree with this but the audio that's built into laptop is terrible because the mic's built into the laptop the laptop's got moving parts and it. it's got fans spinning and things and that all adds to the noise and you know whenever people say to me oh the audio's terrible on my laptop can you fix it I'm like yes buy a headset that is the solution you want to have a microphone that's much closer to your mouth if you're sitting at your kitchen table your laptop's in the kitchen table I mean you're a good what foot and a half, two feet away from the microphone. I mean, that's never a good place to kind of position yourself. You want to be much closer so that, you know, you get that warmth and you get a much more friendly human tone to your audio instead of just sounding like a robot that's sitting at the other end of the room. So focus on the audio as well. You can pick up decent USB headsets for, you know, under £50 now. So there's really no reason as to why you don't have this kind of thing. And this brings us nicely on to talking about phone systems because if you've got a USB headset, then of course this opens up the opportunity to use your computer as your phone. And we're seeing a lot of businesses switch to handsetless phone systems where rather than having, you know, a traditional phone on your desk, people are using virtual or VoIP, voice over IP technology to have basically a virtual phone. So you install a program on your computer 
and you plug your headset in and you can use that to make and receive calls. It means then if you're sitting listening to Spotify or YouTube or whatever you listen to when you're working and a call comes in, you can just pause your music and answer the call on the same headset that you're just listening to your music on, which I find is really, really handy. And of course, taking it a step further, you can also have your phone system app, if you've got a phone system that has that, on your mobile phone as well. And then it allows you to be able to take calls, get up, walk around your house when you're on the phone and still feel connected to the company's phone system. We've covered having the right hardware, the right tech to use, making sure that is as mirrored as you would have in the office, talking about the space that you're working in. And, you know, one other little mention I want to throw in is apart from getting your monitor at the right eye level, which I think is the most critical thing because that kind of forces you to kind of sit in the right position anyway, I find, is consider standing desks. There's many portable standing desks out there that you can use and that can be set up and taken away quite quickly. I'll maybe leave a link to some of the ones I would recommend in there. And if you're a business, supplying these things to your staff is a great way of giving them a much more ergonomic way of working. I feel there's a lot of information about the benefits of standing while you're working instead of sitting, so we're not going to dwell on that too much in this episode. But hopefully this episode has given you a great insight into the productivity benefits of people working at home. And of course, not just my opinion on it, but the statistics there back up as well. And the final thing to mention, and this again, I've done an episode on this, is sorting out your home Wi-Fi. And I did an episode recently on how to get total home coverage for under £150. So we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes as well. Because if you're having problems with your Wi-Fi at home, it really doesn't matter what technology you have, you're going to be in for a bad time. If you've enjoyed this episode of TechSess and you'd like to receive more tips and advice when it comes to technology and cybersecurity in your business, then why not consider following or subscribing to the show? You can do that in all of the favourite podcast apps that are out there. I particularly prefer to use Spotify, but whatever it is that you prefer to use, you'll find TechSess on your podcast player. Just search for TechSess. You can also go to the dedicated website for the podcast, which is techsesspodcast.com, and you'll be able to see all of the episodes and all of the bonus content on there too. So, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Texas is an M3 Networks podcast. Find out more at m3networks.co.uk.